You are a leader. No matter your role, leadership starts with you. This show is different. You'll be listening to a live coaching session. This is a Leadership Muscle Podcast, a show dedicated to doubling your leadership impact. Here's your coach, Scott Asai. Welcome to episode number one, Stay Curious. Today, we'll be talking to John Okea from Sparklight Stories. Hello. Hey, John. How's it going? It's going good. Going good. Cool, cool. Well, thanks for being here. Um, Everyone, I'm going to let you learn a little bit about how John and I know each other. We actually have been friends for over 20 years, and so it hasn't been a short time. Uh, I actually met John as his Sunday school teacher uh, Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and you know, we've grown to be close friends. Um, when I met him, you know, he was into video games. He was into music. Uh, he had a thing for chili cheese fries and 20 years later, he's just an older version of that. It's an accurate uh, portrayal of me. <laughs> Very good. So Very I'm good. excited to, uh, you know, have this, have him on as a guest and we're going to learn a little bit more about him. Um, let's just start with you, John. Tell me a little bit about, or tell our listeners a little bit more about, who you are and what you've been up to. Sure thing. No problem. Okay. So, uh, hi, my name is John. Um, I am born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been, I've been here my whole life. Um, and I don't think the interesting part of my life started till maybe five or six years ago when I decided to kind of leave college, drop out of college and move to the Philippines um, so I can pursue business and see how that whole world works. Um, I started my own uh, like small, small graphic design company over there. I got into doing animation and storytelling and uh, I, I wanted to, I, I just kind of wanted to do that more. So I, I came back to Los Angeles, couple, you know, just maybe six months ago and uh i'm here now just doing what i do so i'm excited to do it yeah cool um how did you decide that you even wanted to go into like graphic design slash animation uh you know i didn't really think of myself as a creative you know how people like in high school they come out of high school being like oh i know exactly what i want to do and i'm super creative Mm. i wasn't really that i was just kind of floating and i was i i for me, it's all about the curiosity, the pursuit of doing different things all the time to just try to find what sticks to me. Hmm. Um, so I, when, I, when I went to Philippines, I didn't really know I was going to do graphic design or, or, or animation or anything of that until I met my, well, now wife, but then girlfriend, uh, Audrey. Um, I was like, well, I want to learn business and she's really great at design. So why don't you put those two together and you make this amazing, you know, company thing. Let's try that out. And, and we did. And uh, um, that's when that that's when I kind of fell into the world of creativity, of design, of uh, storytelling. And it was just like the most interesting thing in the world to me. I mean, you said I like video games. It's kind of like video games. Hmm you progress and not like video games, you actually do get money if you're good at what you do. So that's, <laughs> that's different. So I, I really enjoyed that, uh, that aspect. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, I know you're a very visual person. Mm-hmm. So tell me, although you can't predict the future, like tell me what you envision your company becoming. 
Um, you know what? That's a really good question. Uh, I couldn't have answered that uh, maybe a couple months ago. I think I can answer that now. I want to do my best. Just, I don't know if it's possible, but I want to be uh, kind of like a mini Pixar, I guess. Mm. It's, it's really hard to say that because, you know, in Pixar, you have like millions of people working on a project. You have art direction. You have skilled people. Um, but that's the direction I kind of want to go. Uh, mm. I'm, I, I see myself as a storytelling company um, making short stories for anyone who has a story, basically animating whatever story I could find in a short two-minute segment. And I imagine getting workers starting a real company where I have a team to do this and, and to be able to output really quality um, stories from just people who, who, who want to, you know, subscribe to that idea. So uh, that's kind of my future. It's where mm. I want to go. Yeah. Tell our listeners, you know, some projects that you've worked on before that you've completed. So they have a better scope of, you know, what type of work you do. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, I think in Philippines, what I've done is I've rebranded a restaurant, um, I've rebranded a restaurant, uh, and that includes the packaging design. That includes um, uh, I, I helped a little bit with the infrastructure, <laughs> and mm. that was really interesting. Um, they didn't hire me for that. I was just like, "Hey, uh, you know, the interiors and the exteriors, the brand colors, their logos, everything." I've, I've done that was a really big project that mm. I, I embarked on. Um, I think the project I'm most proud of is the Ritmo Learning Labs. Uh, uh, animations which was a set of I think 10 no I think 10 like 10 episodes uh it's basically like schoolhouse rock where there'd be people singing and then we we'd have like animations to that hmm. um so that was that was that was mind-blowing that was really a lot of fun so we worked on that um and we worked on just I don't know, just like some ad work in uh, uh, Philippines. And I've, I've wor also worked on my own stories and I've yet to actually finish one, but I'm, uh, that's, that's, that's also another direction I'm trying to pursue too. So, yeah. Mm. Cool. Cool. I know we were talking a little bit about you had done some like animated wedding videos, right? Like I think you just completed one. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, I, I completed one for um, my friend's friend. She lives in Ohio. Um, it was a two minute video and it was fully rendered with color and everything. It took us a really long time to work on that, but we spent, um, but, but that ended up as really good. And right now I'm working on my friend Stevie's um, uh, uh, animation and that's, that's going pretty well too. We're in the middle of that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. If you guys want to actually get a look at some of John's work, uh, he actually did a animated video intro video for me. Uh, for one of my businesses called Growing Forward Academy. Uh, it's mm -hmm. actually at gfaacademy.online. So if you want to check that out and sort of see his work, you get a sense of, you know, what he's up to. Um, so I kind of want to <laughs> shift the conversation a little bit into leadership because that's, you know, obviously the topic of this podcast. Mm. And one of the things I thought of you when, when I was thinking about interviewing you was how you've sort of evolved. I think in ways you were always interested in it, maybe didn't see yourself as one. But mm -hmm. then also too, I think learning business and being forced into doing that. And, uh, you know, having your wife on board with you. And I know in the Philippines, you had someone, some people help you too. Uh, you have to develop those skills. Anytime you work with 
people, you have to develop your leadership skills, whether mm -hmm. you are good at it or not good at it. It's sort of a forced thing. So I always like to start off with just asking people, like, what's your definition of leadership? Um, my definition of leadership. So I'm going to start generic and I'm going to kind of build on it. So okay. my my general definition of leadership that I'm going through right now is having like a very clear focus of what you want to do and not being afraid to act upon it. I think a lot of people would give the advice that uh, leadership is you have to have a clear vision and, and that's all you need. And that's not true. I think you need to have a clear vision of what you want. But then there is a second part in which you really have to act upon that vision because most of the times it really falls wayside when you have multiple people on your team uh, that that either don't agree on your vision or just say like hey that's kind of you know that's not that's not what I like or what I'm going for I think a leader has has this this vision that this this thought in his head that it's like okay this it can go this way and this is the end product this is the output that I want to see and the leader is responsible of getting somebody there not not pushing not 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 being a tyrannical Megatron kind of person, <laughs> but being a person who is understanding and who just tells everyone, hey, I can see the destination. It's over there. Let's go over there and let's let's try it out and see how that works. So yeah, that's that's kind of my definition of leadership. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I think that everyone's style as a leader evolves or changes over time. Um, how would you describe your leadership style right now? Um I would say my leadership style is well. It's the closest to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not my brother. My brother is a, is a great leader in a sense where he can he can command and he can you know he can tell people what to do. I'm more of curious. I um, I lead people by my curiosity. Um, yeah. I, I know a lot of people are afraid to do a lot of things. I'm not really afraid. I'm just more curious just to see what happens. Um, you know, take, for example, in my own projects, when I'm developing an animation or I'm thinking of a story idea, um, I, I, would, I would lead, let's say, Audrey when she's helped designing my stuff. And I'm, I'm leading her by saying, hey, let's try this idea. And she'll say maybe like, oh, that's a great idea. I don't know if it'll work. And I'm like, well, let's, let's see if it works. I'll storyboard it out and let's, let's figure out if this story is actually feasible we try it it'd probably fail most of the times it fails and then she'll say no you know i'll say okay well let's try another idea and i would just keep trying ideas mm -hmm. until we have either a, a even more solid vision or we have just a, a really efficient way to do it and then we would do it um i i lead by curiosity that's how i lead okay that's interesting i was almost thinking when you're saying that it's almost like you're like a student before you are a leader. Do you know what I mean? Like you learn and sort of go from there. Yeah. Um, which is a different way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the idea of being a leader it means to be like the strong, mighty hero guy with like big chest hair and he just wants to save the day. <laughs> and he's, he's this guy who's like, oh yeah, I'm, um, you know, I'm the leader. I'm going to make everything work out. And that's not, really in in my experience that's not really true those people usually i don't know there's there's something false about that because not everyone's like that a lot of people are insecure so instead of mm. 
instead of hiding your insecurities, why don't you just make it a part of your leadership style and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not smart or I'm not strong in, in these areas. That's what you guys are for. But I'm, I'm here because I, I, I can see this in this project, you know? Mm. No, that's, that's really good. Um, you and I have talked a lot about how when you're doing something essentially solo, I know I, I do a lot of stuff by myself. I try to collaborate and then you know, you work with your wife, but then also too, there's a lot of times where you're doing work on your own. And so there's kind of a, a lack of structure for better terms. Uh, for those of you who haven't had your own business um, and you've only worked corporately, I think one of the biggest challenges when you make that jump to having your own, starting your own thing is that you don't have any structure anymore. You don't have a regular paycheck. You don't have hours to work. You don't have someone telling you what to do. And so although the freedom is wonderful, you also have to create that structure. And so uh, one thing that I'm a really big fan of is the idea of having habits. I think it's good to have goals, but I think it's better to have habits. And so what are some habits or maybe a routine that's really helped you develop as a leader? Uh, for me, uh, this is really important. Okay, so for me, every Sunday, every Monday and every morning, I plan. And I only do this because I have extreme attention deficit disorder. I mean, <laughs> you, uh, Scott probably already mentioned the video games and music and stuff. Yeah, you could probably get a sense of where that, that, that comes from. Like, I, have, <laughs> I cannot focus on one thing. I, and that's, I guess, where this curiosity comes from. I need to keep exploring hmm. things. When that happens, I tend to get off track really, really, really easily. So in order for you, ADD, brethren and sisterin peoples, if you create a structure and you prep every single start of the week and every single morning to have that time to prep and not to just go straight into work, that is the most important routine you can do to get yourself like super focused and uh, super ready. Um, I imagined it kind of like, I love cooking, so <laughs> mm. <laughs> I a lot of things, geez. Uh, so I, I, I like to cook a lot. And I'm, I think a lot of the times what I've learned is, is that the amateur chef, what he does is he, he boils the potatoes, he chops the uh, onions, he does everything at the same time. Whereas the professional chef, he cooks he, he preps before he cooks he preps everything even if it's tedious he chops everything at one time and he doesn't cook he just chops everything he preps everything and when everything is in its little place it's in in little bowls then that's when he starts cooking and it takes less time and he's more efficient and that's what that's kind of what i do mm. in, in my own routine i prep yeah no i love that analogy uh and for those of you who don't know john john loves to eat too so i uh, can see where he picked up his love for cooking because if you're, you're a consumer of food, you also like to be a producer of food too. So a um, mm. lot, of, lot of overlap. Um, kind of a bigger question. So you talk about sort of planning on Mondays, right, for your week. And that's something that I do too. So I definitely share that with you. Um, how, when it comes to habits, you know, the thing I love about habits is they're not as short term as goals. Like if you say you have a goal of losing weight and you lose your weight, say in, in a couple of months, right? The, the reason why people sort of yo-yo um, diet and then they go back to what they were before is because it has a starting point and end point, right? 
Whereas yeah. when you create a habit or you have a routine, it's something that sort of carries on, right? There's like kind of no finish line, right? You can adjust it, but it's sort of like no finish line, right? So I like to tie it into the idea of having a lifestyle or tying that habit or routine into your lifestyle. So how does that sort of spill into your lifestyle as a business owner, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, the idea of planning on Mondays uh, for your week? Hmm. How, how does it spill into my lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Well, I, w I would say, I think, well, other than planning for business and getting ready on Mondays, it also kind of helps me in every aspect of what I do. So, mm -hmm. for example, like, <laughs> even things as like mundane chores, what we got to do during the week. As much as I'd like to stay in my attic and just work all the time, it's tough because you actually have a physical body you need to like take care of. So prepping every Monday will be like, okay, when, when can I work out? When can I cook? Because if I cook uh, during the middle of the day, since I'm an entrepreneur, I could pretty much have control of my time. But if I waste my time uh, cooking to like an hour for breakfast, hour for dinner, hour for lunch, I can really like miss a lot of time during the week. I could really mess up my schedule. Yeah. Um, so when I when I when I get into the act of structuring my time, structuring what I do. Um, it, it just everything is streamlined. It makes everything easier. I mean, if I make my time really efficient, I always tell myself, look, you're an adult now, you're 30 years old. You can't do fun stuff. You can't play video games right now because you got work <laughs> to do. But if you get your if you clock in your eight, nine, ten hours in, then at nighttime, you should feel free to play as many video games as much as you want. I just I was doing that yesterday. So um, <laughs> that's that's what the power planning does. The power planning makes things fun when 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 it allows you to have fun. Hmm. Well, you that know? makes sense. I mean, I hear a lot of efficiency in, in your theme. And I think the idea of time management is an issue that everyone deals with, you know, no matter whether you're working for someone or you're your own boss, I think that that's always an issue. So I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think the idea of planning at the beginning of the week is it really becomes a part of your life, right? Like it's not just your professional stuff related to work, but it's also your personal stuff, right? Oh, um, heck yeah. You know, I'm kind of curious, how, how has it been working essentially on the same stuff? I mean, I know you guys have your own workspaces and sort of your own tasks and stuff like that, but how has it been working in a business with your wife? Like, what's that sort of like, you know, for people who haven't experienced that before, obviously there's pros and cons to it and I don't want to <laughs> cause any marital problems with you. So don't say too much, but um, just give people a sense of what that's like and what type of challenges and what type of rewards that sort of brought upon um, since you guys have been working together. Oh my gosh. That is the extreme version of punishment and reward. Like <laughs> when you get punished for, you know, something happens in the workspace with your wife or you get punished. You're just like, oh, dang it. You know, I, I did this, you know, um, what I think to start off with the punishment side, I think one thing would happen where I, I develop the stories. I create the the um, the emotions of the story. At least I try to. Mm. Uh, I, I do that and then I give it to Audrey and Audrey uh, illustrates. Um, that's kind of been our teamwork for the past like five years or so. 
Um, problem is, is uh, it, I, I am responsible, directly responsible, since I do the prep, since I do the planning, and then I do the storytelling. If I give Audrey something that is, and this is the constant thing I fall into, I give her, uh, instead of 20 frames that we have to illustrate and edit, I, I sometimes would be over ambitious and I'd be like, look, Audrey, I did this, 80 frames. You have to illustrate 80 frames and each of those illustrations is an hour and 30 minutes, right? And sometimes she can get super overwhelmed and the punishment of that is is that we have a big talk afterwards and she's just like, you know, you, you, I know you're super ambitious, but you know, you have to know that I'm one worker and it's, <laughs> it's really hard to do 80 frames and get it done within a month. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm super sorry about that. So the, the punishment is, is that it, it, when you make an error in a workspace, it doesn't also make it, you also have to think of it in, um, your life. You kind of made an error in your life. And when you get down from the attic and when you're in the, when you're playing video games, you kind of have these talks like, Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about, about giving you more work. And, and it carries over. So it's not just like saying, Oh, see you later coworker. I don't have to think about you. It's like, no, I have to think of Audrey all the time in the workspace. <laughs> but the reward is, is is this exact opposite but in in the best way the the reward is is when you do something right and it's it's rare because it's quality it comes rare but when you do something right and when you get on the same page when you get that good story when you illustrate that good story and you put it together it elevates your relationship to a new place that sometimes mm. i don't I, I mean, I don't want to compare. I don't know. But that that a lot of people that I don't see in a lot of people like our Audrey and my relationship is different in where we we fight this production fight together. And then when we get out of it, we're not only stronger as production people, but we're stronger as like a couple and we feel it. And we're like, yeah, that really felt really good. Mm -hmm. Then we celebrate by going to Jack in the Box or something. And it's and that's also fantastic, too. So we uh, <laughs> we. It's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful. It's terrifying, but it's wonderful working with the I'd say if you have the stomach for it, go for it. If you don't, then really, yeah, just just uh, yeah, just uh, just know that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I mean, because you live it, right? Like that is what you've been doing the last five years. So I think, you know, people can fantasize about it. They could dread it, whatever like that. But you're going through it, so I think it's. Uh, it's much better coming from someone who's experiencing it firsthand rather than read about it or hear about it or what like that, you know, you're speaking from experience. So that's, that's a lot different. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so because this podcast, this show is going to be a lot about helping other people and mm -hmm. really being able to, I don't know, motivate and inspire people to, to do more. Um, as we started to get, sort of get to the end of this what sort of one piece of advice or action step that you'd like to give to our listeners today oh that's a good one okay well i'd say the most okay so i'd like to preface that with with one thing i think a lot of people and i don't know with with the listeners if you guys are listening but i know there are two types of people in this world and there are the people who are passionate passionate to the point where they, they, they have a vision and then they go for it. And then there's a second kind of person that 
um, that you feel, and this is the, like the common people that the people I see a lot is the people that say, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do with my career or with my life. Right. And I have a simple remedy for that. And it's a remedy where it's super easy. You probably know it yourself, but it is something that's really hard to act on, which is you have to, you have to explore and you have to be curious. Mm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't even care if you're a curious person or not, but you got to just find that by exploring, um, explore, do something different that you've never done before. Give yourself time. Don't say like exploring's not that, that, not that important. I'll just do life and, and see what happens then. Rarely that never works out. Mm. What most of the time, what you got to do is if you're uninspired and if you want to know, uh, if you want to know what you love, then you have to go out and get it. It's, it's like, it's like uh, working out and Scott's a fitness guy. Um, it's, it's like working out. You can't just sit on your couch and be like, man, I should, I'm, I should really work out, but you know, hmm. it'll come a time. You, you never, that never happens. You're just going to sit down and like, for me, I just eat chips or something. Right. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. You have to go out and you have to be playful. You have to be curious and you have to discover and explore. And I swear to you, if you are the people who are passionate, you will find an even higher drive. And if you are the people that don't have a passion, that is the way to find a passion. Mm. So that is, that is the, the one thing I'd say, just keep exploring and be, be as playful, be as childlike as you can. You'll find your way. No, I think that's good. I mean, you'd be surprised how far we go from our childhood dreams. And a lot of times the people who find what they want to do and are really passionate about it for a long time are the ones who kind of never left that stage, right? In a way, they just find a way to get paid for it. But I like what you said too, just the idea of, you know, this staying curious theme, Mm -hmm. um, because there's the idea of being curious as like an intention. And then there's Mm -hmm. also the being curious part, like you talked about exploring, like to me, the difference is like being curious is more of like a thought, whereas exploring is like an action, right? So when you put the two together, then it's one thing to be like, hmm, I wonder, you know, if being a fireman is something I want to do. Well, you're never going to know until you actually try it, right? Like you're not going to actually, you know, you could read books about it, you can watch videos about it, but you're not really going to know until you get the experience. I think that's the whole point of internships, like in college is, is getting some experience. Like even if it's something that you don't want to do, sometimes the best way to know what you want to do is by figuring out what you don't want to do, right? Like, like yeah. a process of trial and error or a process of elimination, right? So I think that that's really good advice for people who aren't sure what they want to do. Because I think these days, you know, people switch careers a lot. And I think a lot of that is maybe, you know, we're used to having a lot of options, but also to a lot of it has to do with not really being sure about what you're doing at the time. Maybe it's just like the convenient choice, right? Maybe it's just like the thing that, um came came in front of you and you just kind of you know like low-hanging fruit just go for it so (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely i think that's really good um lastly tell people where they can find you and i know you want to plug audrey too but uh where's the best places people can find you and audrey online Oh, sweet deal. Yeah. So we work together as a unit. So um, we, if you see her stuff, it's usually I'm filming it. And when you see my stuff, she's usually illustrating it. So <laughs> if you want to find us um, right now, we're working on a website. But until then, go on Facebook.com slash uh, Sparklight Stories or Sparklight Studio. I think one of those. Uh, 
either that or you can go to um, Odds Okaya, A U D Z Okaya, Facebook.com slash Odds Okaya. And uh, you should be able to find us. One leads you to her illustration page where she has a bunch of really cool designs. And one is leads you to Sparklight where you see a lot of our short animated work. And that's the, the, the projects that we're working on right now. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, John, I really appreciated, you know, talking to you. You and I always had these good conversations. And I think it's kind of funny that we're recording one for a podcast because we're going to have these, you know, ongoing for a long time. But um, no, I appreciate you sharing with our listeners. And I hope that you guys who are listening, learn something. Uh, Do check John out at Sparklight Stories on Facebook and check out Audrey's work too. I think you'll really like it. And I think you'll really like to meet them as people also. And so, Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Muscle Podcast. Please visit leadersflex.com to download your free Leadership Muscle workout plan and get started on the latest content and events. Remember, leadership is a muscle. The more you train it, the stronger it gets. Keep training until the next episode.